0: So Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 through 25 is what we're going to look at this morning and I've entitled this message Joseph the man God God trusted and so the question is why did God trust Joseph? I mean of all the people that God could have trusted with with his plan with his son with the Messiah why did why did why did God why did God trust Joseph? What was it about Joseph? And we're also going to look at what was it about Mary to where God God like trusted them and Joseph God trusted Joseph because Joseph trusted God. If you want to be a person that God trusts, if you want to be a person that, that God that God trusts, then you have to be a person that with everything in every area of your life, you're just going to trust God. See, Joseph was that type of a guy. Joseph trusted God in every area of his life. Jo- Joseph trusted God when God, God changed his plans, when God redirected him. Joseph trusted God when things were, were going good and when things were going bad. Jo- jo- Joseph was that guy that that that, his, that God changed his plans dramatically. God ever do that to you? Amen. <laughs> God ever work out, uh, life ever work out exactly the way you thought it was going to work out? Not one of us. It, Joseph was this guy. That, that In all of those changes, Joseph was this guy that, that, would, would, that honored God. Joseph had this desire, no matter what happens in life, he wanted to honor God. And he wanted to honor God in his relationships. He was, he was engaged, engaged to marry uh, an engagement period, and, and, and Jewish culture was a two-year period. Uh, they remained uh, sexually pure during, during their, their, their engagement. Joseph was one of these guys that was not a talk-to-walk guy, but Joseph was a guy that was a walk-to-walk guy. I mean, Joseph was one of these guys that he just, he just walked the walk. And he didn't really care what people said around him. It, he didn't really care what, what the culture did or what the culture said. Joseph was this guy that trusted God over everything else. And Joseph was one of these guys that had his whole life planned out. I mean, he's engaged to Mary. He had a job. He, he knew where he was going to live. He's going to live around family and, and all of those other things. And, and all of a sudden, Mary comes to him and, and tells him that, that she's pregnant. And that the Father is God. And that had to have shocked him, right? I mean, put yourself in in their place. How how do you think the culture accepted that? How do you think the people around that accepted that? And so all of a sudden, Joseph is like like confused, and he may have had, he may have had hurt, he may have had some betrayal. Uh, He may have felt disappointment. He may have felt all kinds. Listen, how do you handle it when God changes your plans? How do you handle it when life doesn't work out the way that you you thought it was going to work out? Listen, Joseph, I have enormous respect for him. Because when when things came his way, when changes came his his way, he didn't lash out at others. He didn't become bitter. He didn't become angry. um, he, He just trusted God. So here's what the scripture says, and then we're going to walk back through these scriptures and look at three things, how Joseph was able to trust God, and then we're going to take communion together as a, as a church family in a few moments. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, when they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man, that's just a different way of saying righteous. He was a righteous man. He lived in right relationship to God and right relationship to others. That's all that that means. And unwilling to put her to shame, he resolved to divorce her quietly. Now listen, in Jewish culture, when they were engaged, if they separated, it, it, it called for a, they had to divorce, because it was already public, and so that's why, you, that's why you see that there. And so he had resolved in his mind, uh, you know what, I'm just gonna divorce her quietly, I'm not gonna do anything to hurt her, he's confused at this point. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. I, I want to give you three things this morning, three things that, it, that if you want God to use you, if you want God to use you in your life so that your life has purpose, your life has meaning, uh, God, is, God is willing to use you. Uh, but, but there's some things that you and I need to do. There's some things that we can see in Joseph's life that Joseph was willing to do so that God would use him. The first one is this if you're going to be used by God, you've got to be ready. You've you got to be ready to be used by God. In other words, you've you got to have this posture. You've got to have this mentality that, you know what, Lord, I, I want to do your will. What, whatever you have for me, I, I just want to be obedient to you. I, I just, I just, I just want to follow you. Listen. Joseph was that type of guy that he was willing to do God's will before he even knew what God was calling him to do. You realize that's the posture you and I should have? There's a lot of people in life that say, God, you tell me your plans for me. You tell me what you want me to do. And then I'll kind of decide whether I do it or not because I just need to kind of understand how it ends up for me. Obedience is this. Obedience is is to where we're, we're ready to do God's will. It doesn't matter what, Lord, it doesn't matter what you call me to do. It doesn't matter what you ask me to do. Lord, it doesn't matter how uncomfortable, frustrating, or whatever it is. It doesn't matter how you change my plans. God, I just, I, I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to blow my life. God, I, I want to live my life in such a way that, you know what? I'm ready to be used of you by, like, daily. Uh, verse, verse 19, for, uh, Matthew chapter 1 says, And her husband Joseph, being a, being a just man, and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. And so we, we know that, that Joseph is, is like a righteous guy. Joseph is this guy that, man, Joseph is this guy, see, Joseph is this guy that lives in right relationship, not only with God, with people around him the very best he can, a vertical and horizontal relationships. And so Joseph was this guy, even at this point when he's shocked and kind of confused by the news, he, he didn't know how to, how to receive that. It even says in that moment that, you know what, I'm just going to divorce her quietly. Not going to do anything to embarrass her or hurt her. It, it's very rare in an individual when, when God changes their plans or, or when they hear shocking news to where they don't become hurtful, uh, resentful, bitter, angry, vengeful, or, or even attacking. And you don't see any of this in, in, in Joseph's Joseph life. I mean, Joseph at this point was confused, but. But he he still cared, even though he still cared about Mary, and he still cared about her her feelings. And and Joseph Joseph like had this ongoing relationship with God, and he had this ongoing relationship not only with God but with his with his fellow man. He wanted to honor God in every area of his life, how he related to others, and how he related to God. Joseph in, in his community, when you, when you just start looking at historical data of their time, when you look at Joseph's life, you realize that Joseph was this guy that was just. He he was deeply respected in the community. People loved him deeply and, and respected him. And the key to God using you is you you have to have this continual relationship with him, to where you walk with him. You, you see Joseph all through his life. He was able, he's not only ready to hear ready to do God's will, but he he put himself in a position to where he could he could hear from he could hear from God. And so the question that you and I have this morning, what, what do you desire most in life? And financially secure, riches, marriage, retirement, education, profession, career. What do you do? Or just to do God's will. God, whatever you, what, whatever you call me to do, I just want to be obedient to you. I, I, I want to make it my number one goal to just please you. Joe, see, Joseph was this type of guy. The second thing is this, if God is going to use you, you not only have to be ready to be used by God, but you have to be receptive. In other words, you, you, you have to be receptive to, to, to the things that he has, or you have to be open to the things he has, or, or you have to be in a relationship around with him to where you can hear from him. And so Joseph always kept himself in a position and in a posture to be able to hear from him. Verse 20 again, he says, but as he considered these things, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. So, so Joseph was pondering these things. Fact is, that's a word you will we'll find in Mary's life. When we look at Mary's life in, in a couple of years, you, uh, a couple of years, a <laughs> couple of weeks, when we, look at it, when we look at Mary's life in a couple of weeks, you're going to find something about Mary that some things about Mary were true in Joseph's life as well. And one of the things is this. Is Mary would ponder these things in her life. She would ponder these things. She would think about her decisions. And all of a sudden, you see Joseph, and 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 he says he was he was in the midst of considering these things. It's like, it's like deep thought. It's like self-talk, right? You ever talk to yourself? You ever talk to yourself about how you're going to handle a situation, how you're going to respond to this person, what you're going to do in this situation, and you're kind of talking it through. That was Joseph. But see, Joseph talked it through with the Lord. And so as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. It's so interesting to me, whenever an angel of the Lord appeared, whenever God spoke many and gave someone instructions, many times he would say, do not fear. Because a lot of times there's, there's a little bit of fear in trusting God, right? There's a little bit of fear in the unknown. There's a little bit of fear of how is this going to end? How, how are people around me going to take this? but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son and she had called his name Jesus. Now listen, so, so Joseph is considering these things. And Joseph is considering these things and he says, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to divorce her quietly. And I, I'm not going to bring shame to her. I'm not going to do anything to hurt her. I still care about her. still care about her feelings. So here, here's, here's what I've decided to do. Says he resolved. That means make a decision. That means a, a, a resolution. That's where we get the English word resolution. Many people do that uh, the first of every year. They make, they make a resolution. Uh, that's, what, that's what Joseph did. So he resolved in his mind. He said, here's what I'm going to do. But I still care for her. And all of a sudden, God speaks into his life. You see, Joseph... Was not only ready to do God's will; he was receptive. I mean, he was open. He didn't make a snap decision. He didn't make a rash decision. And Joseph was walked close enough with God that he he could hear him, and he could respond to him. Many times, many times God God speaks to us, and we're so far from Him we don't hear Him, or we may not even be we may not even be reading His Word. We may not even be putting ourselves in a position to where we can, like, hear from him? Are you putting yourself in a position to where you can hear from him? To where, to where you read scripture, to where, you, to where you, you life journal? Because, see, that's the way God speaks. Is, is One of the ways that God speaks is through his word. And when you and I put ourselves in a position to hear from him, and see, here at Fellowship of the Rockies, we, do, we use a tool. It's, it, it's called life journaling. Uh, it takes about 20 minutes a day. You, we, you've heard us talk about it. Uh, you, in a year, you'll read through two chapters, or, or you'll read through the, the, the New Testament twice, the Old Testament once. And right now, it, it'd be a great time for you to jump in. Uh, it's an, it's, it's, uh, we just finished Romans, and we're moving, we're moving, through, we're moving through the New Testament. And uh, we've gone through some of the Gospels and everything else. And so it, it takes 20 minutes. And it takes 20 minutes of reading. And then, then, to, then to find your, your, your favorite verse, the verse that spoke to you, and then you observe that verse and you make, you make an application. And listen, I cannot tell you how many times God has used this method in my life. Listen, I, I wasn't raised in church. So I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up with all the Bible stories and all the Bible knowledge that, that many people have grown up with. That's not my story. And life journaling for me is just help me, just to keep me in His Word and understand the. Bible in, 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 in totality in the whole Bible and allow God to speak to me. I cannot tell you how many times that God has used life journaling verses in my life and other people's lives that have spoke those verses into my life. See, that was Joseph. Joseph put, his, put himself in a position to hear from God, even when he was about ready to make a decision. You know what Joseph asked? Joseph asked, what does the Bible say about this? How's the Bible... What, Joseph came to the place where Joseph understood he's not the authority in his life. He, he understood God is, the Word is. Man, when was the last time God interrupted your plans? So you had already made a decision. Here's, I'm gonna, here's, here's how I'm going to handle this relationship, here's how I'm going to handle this situation. Here's how I'm going to respond to this individual. Here's the next step I'm going to take. And then you open up the Bible and you see what the Bible says and the Bible says something completely opposite and you say, oh no, I'm trusting God. I'm not going to continue through this vicious cycle that I've been running my life through over and over and over just expecting different results. See, Joseph was this type of guy Verse 22, it says, and all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. This is to fulfill a prophecy in Isaiah 7, 14, and it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will, shall conceive and bear a son, and, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Joseph knew these promises. Joseph knew the Old Testament. Joseph understood what was going on. Listen, let me tell you something. Life journaling, reading of Scripture, God speaking to you is not just for you. It should impact the others around you. And, and God speaking to Joseph, it impacted Mary. In fact, is, it, it, it impacted us as well. God speaking to you should impact those. You should live differently. It, it, make decisions differently. It should impact those around you. Listen, a, a little glimpse into... Uh, to, to what some of our elder meetings look like here at Fellowship of the Rockies is, is we, have, we have eight elders. We have pastor, uh, uh, elders that are, are pastors, and then we have elders that are non pastors. And so it makes up a group of men of eight. And so this last time, uh, before we looked at any, at our last meeting, before we looked at any church business, uh, we, we worship together. And we life journaled together. Every one of our elders have to life journal. If you're going to lead at Fellowship of the Rockies, the scripture has to be the authority in your life and it's speaking to speak your life. And so, so, uh, so we, we'd worship together. Pastor Chad was leading us in worship. There's, there's eight guys in a room. And, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and we're worshiping together, which, which the reason I'm grinning is just because uh, in worship, some of those moments are the, so, so special to me. And so we'd, we'd worshiped, and then, and then it's, it's an elder, we rotate, and an elder takes a turn every month, a different elder shares a life journaling verse, because see, we all life journal together. Every one of our elders believes that God should speak into our life, and, and we should respond. And so Dane Farnworth, uh, at a break in the worship, uh, we're all standing together, and Dane Farnworth says, hey, here's, here's my life journaling verse, and, and he read a verse out of, out of, out of, out of Jonah, and then he, he applied it to his life, and he applied it to some of our lives in there. And uh, I, I, I needed that verse. And some of the other guys in the room needed that verse. I'm telling you, life journaling, when you come to the place to where you can hear from God and you're, and, and you're receptive to his word, when you, you, you can come to the place. Through life journaling, when someone comes up with a problem or a question, you go, you know what? you're not going to believe this, I just read this in life journaling. And here's what the Scripture says. Listen, never, never, never downplay the importance of His Word in getting into His Word. Listen, I I read a lot of books. I read devotional books. I read read tons of books. Anybody that knows me knows I, I read a lot of books. But nothing can take the place of being able to hear directly from God, from His Word to your heart. Nothing. I don't don't care how great of author they are. I don't care how great of Christian speaker or preacher they are. Nothing can take the place of you being able to hear directly from God into your life. That was Joseph. And that's what allowed Joseph to lead. I mean, instead of having fear, instead of worry, Joseph worshipped. You see this in his life. Instead of panicking the unknown... Joseph just simply trusted God. Why? Because they, they had this relationship together and they had trusted each other for years. The third and the last thing is this, that if, if, you, if you're going to allow God to use you, the third and the last thing is, is this, is you have to be responsive to his will. I mean, it's one thing to say, I'm, I'm ready. It's another thing to say, you know what? I'll, I'll be receptive. But it's a totally different thing to be, be responsive. It's a totally different to say, you know what? God, God I, I, I'm ready. God, I, I hear that. And God, you know what? I don't understand how this is going to work out. The uh, fact is, Joseph could have said, and he did, and I, I don't know how this is going to work out. I'm just, got, I'm just going to trust you. I mean, you, you, see, the, you see the first dream when, jo- when God spoke to Joseph and he told, told him to take Mary home to be his wife and he'd have a son and, and call him the Messiah. Look at this. Look at Joseph's reaction, verse 24. When Joseph from, woke from sleep, he did. maybe the most in two important words in his life. That was, that was Joseph. He just, God spoke to him. He just, he just did it. He did. As the angel of the Lord commanded him, he, he took his wife. There was no hesitation. There was no excuses. Uh, there was no, God, could you like explain things to me? Uh, there was no, can we have a it, None of that. I mean, it was just simply, he just simply trusted. Listen, Joseph trusted even though he did not understand all of God's plan. And when God calls you to do something, none of us are going to understand all of his plan. That's why it's called faith. And Joseph was this type of guy. Joseph was this type of guy that, you know what, he was just obedient. Listen, let me just tell you something. God's given you everything you need to be obedient to him. Everything. And it's not because you can't. It's not because you can't follow him. It's not because you can't be obedient to him. It's not because you can't trust him. It's not because you can't follow him in believer's baptism. It's not because you can't serve him. It's deeper than that. It's because you won't. And God speaks into your life and you realize that this decision that I'm about to make or this decision that I'm making, and Scripture speaks just the opposite of it. It's not an issue of you can it's an issue of you won't. And see, Joseph was that type of a guy. The second time that, that God spoke to him was in a dream and said, is after Jesus was born, Matthew chapter 2, and, and says, uh, you, you've got to move. You've got to move your family. Again, God interrupts his plans because, because Herod is going to, like, kill all the firstborn males. And so you've got to move. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, he said, When they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose, and he took the child and his mother by night, and departed to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, out of Egypt I will call my son. Joseph, Joseph again, again was just responsive to God's will. All through scripture, Joseph was this guy that was just responsive to God's word and his will. Verse 25, talking about Mary. He said, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Now listen, in first reading in our culture, that may not seem like that big of a deal. In Jewish culture, your firstborn male was already always named after the father. So his name should have been Joseph or Joe or Joey. And Joseph names him Jesus. Can you imagine the criticism in their culture? Can you imagine what people were saying about Mary and Joseph behind their back? Because, listen, let's not forget, it was 30 years before Jesus would validate Mary and Joseph. It was 30 years before Jesus would start his ministry. It was 30 years before people, listen, even though you do God's will, not everybody's going to understand it. And not everybody's going to cheer you on. And some may, criti- there, there was criticism going on in the community because it was 30 years before Jesus uh, validated his ministry. See, Joseph not only led himself, but he led his wife and he led his family. I mean, Jesus had, had worshipped. Jesus had worshipped with Mary and Joseph. I mean, it, it says in the scriptures that as their custom, they worshipped. Joseph not only led himself, but he, he led his family. Joseph was this type of guy that he, he wanted God to, to use him. And let me just ask you a question. Are, are, you, are you willing to be used by God? Are, are you in a position, you're just ready. God, God I don't want to blow my life. I, I, just, I just want you to use me. Are you receptive? Are you receptive to his will? I mean, would you allow God to interrupt your plans? Would you allow God to change a decision? Would you allow God to change a direction in your life? Would you allow God to be the authority in your life? I, I respect Joseph so much because of the life he led. Are, are you in a position to where you can hear from him? Psalm 62, 8 says this, Trust him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him, and God is a refuge to us. When you spend time with him, when you life journal, that's those moments for you to, to write out maybe some of your fears or some of your concerns or, or, or process some of that out in prayer. And, and that's, what, that's what Joseph did. But you always remember, as the psalm says, that you know what? God is not only a refuge for us, but God is with us at all times. Do you realize Joshua 1 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's what gives us comfort in life, is God is with us wherever we go.